Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we'll dive into Masters of Scale, an enlightening guide penned by none other than Reid Hoffman. Released in 2021, this book is a unique blend of fascinating anecdotes and practical guidance for entrepreneurs gearing up to introduce their product to the world or keen to expand their business. Through enlightening case studies and behind-the-scenes stories from some of the globe's largest companies, Hoffman deftly isolates the principles that lead to successful scaling. Reid Hoffman's credibility in the domain is beyond question. He is the founder of LinkedIn and a startup maestro who has played a crucial role in the success stories of companies like Airbnb, PayPal, and Facebook. Alongside his authorship of Blitzscaling, The Startup of You, and The Alliance, he also hosts the popular podcast Masters of Scale. Masters of Scale is a must-read for serial entrepreneurs, investors contemplating scaling a startup, and executives who are on the hunt for effective strategies to grow their companies. Join us as we unearth the knowledge this book has to offer in just 20 minutes. A Masters of Scale, Surprising Truths from the World's Most Successful Entrepreneurs. Introduction. Why should you listen? Discover a goldmine of advice from some of the world's most successful innovators on how to magnify your business. Think about it. You've stumbled upon a groundbreaking concept. The big challenge now is to source the funding to transition your modest invention into a brand on everyone's lips. How did the masterminds behind the likes of Airbnb, Netflix, Facebook, and PayPal manage to do this? The secret lies in embracing the word no as a realm of opportunities. In this narrative, we will delve into actual success stories that underscore the significance of leadership, timing, adaptability, and culture. Navigating a startup into a colossal venture can be a roller coaster ride of a lifetime for an entrepreneur. Embracing the unpredictability can pave the way for phenomenal expansion and fulfillment. As we journey through this narrative, you'll discover the rationale behind the concept that an outrageous idea could be the seed to something magnificent, why Netflix employees thrive without the confines of the traditional nine-to-five regime, and the astonishing rise of Twitter from the remnants of a podcasting platform. Part 1. Every no from an investor can be a window to insightful enlightenment. Picture this. Catherine Minshew, aspiring founder of an online career platform, hears the word no 148 times as she pitches to potential investors. But all it takes is one affirmative yes, and she's able to raise a whopping $28 million for the muse. Now, the platform employs 200 people and has a user base of 100 million. What's the lesson here? Don't let the rejection inherent in no daunt you, at least not 99% of the time. Crucial takeaway. Every no from an investor is an open door to insightful enlightenment. On many occasions, rejection can shed light on potential modifications. Suppose you're seeking to raise funds for a chain of kickboxing gyms across Florida. The first investor you approach remarks, no, too many elderly individuals reside here for this to succeed. Such a response can provide an array of insights. Perhaps your pitch needs more refinement. Next time, ensure you include data highlighting the rising interest among those aged 60 and above in gym memberships. 
Alternatively, you might need to explore a more suitable location. Or you could decide to keep your distance from this investor due to their ageist perspective. Each no you receive can offer you feedback and an opportunity to hone your strategy. Always take note of who rejects your ideas. Is it a parent who fears you might get hurt? Or a spouse wary of disrupting the family's financial equilibrium? These no's are more about your relationships than your idea itself. Also, remember to dismiss the lazy no hurled by investors who are reluctant to invest their time, research, or creativity. However, the honest no coming from someone whose wisdom and opinion you value deserves careful consideration. The ideal type of rejection is the squirmy no, the kind that creates a divide in the room between the faction saying, that's the most ludicrous idea I've ever heard, and those arguing, that's so outlandish, it might just work. This division is indicative of you stumbling upon a concept so fresh it leaves everyone baffled. Granted, it can be tricky to gain acceptance for an unconventional idea, but on the flip side, you're probably pioneering a novel venture. And being the first to scale something unprecedented can be an exciting and exhilarating place to be. Part 2. Establishing the ideal company culture is crucial to supercharging your startup's growth, so you've secured the funding. Does that mean you can immediately hit the ground running and start scaling up? Well, hold your horses. Instead, you should strategically utilize the initial phase where you have a tight-knit group of users, fiercely loyal and perhaps even a touch fanatical. Identify your early adopters, both your ardent supporters and your sharpest critics. Absorb their impassioned feedback and refine your strategies. Determine your boundaries, your tolerances, and who you need to win over, including key industry figures and regulatory bodies. Once you venture into scaling up, the opportunity to delve this deep and alter your course might be challenging. Sincere, in-depth feedback can navigate you towards the essence of your business identity. Being deeply connected to this core will aid you in your subsequent endeavor, cultivating your company culture. Critical point. Establishing the ideal company culture is a cornerstone for supercharging your startup's growth. Take a look at Netflix. The employees seemingly live the dream. With no fixed working hours or vacation policy, Netflix trusts that its recruits don't require the chains of a nine-to-five routine. The company encourages vacations, believing that their creative thinkers will return even more inspired. The firm makes it evident that they function as a team albeit a fiercely competitive, motivated one. This approach has worked wonders for the streaming behemoth, but it's not mere serendipity. The invigorating atmosphere and its creative rewards are a product of a consciously designed culture spelled out in over 100 slides. The Netflix culture deck is accessible to anyone on the internet. Give it a glance. Developing this clear vision from the get-go is paramount. Once a culture takes root, it can be exceedingly challenging to overhaul or alter. Identify your fundamental values and decide how you'll interact with your employees and customers. Consider drafting a manifesto if necessary. Then, onboard people who resonate with the culture you've envisioned, as this will create a ripple effect. When you hire one individual, you also tap into their network. That said, Don't make the mistake of hiring a monolithic group. 
committing to tangible diversity is essential. Just as a diverse group of individuals can share a common set of core values, so can your initial investors. Hence, select investors with the same careful consideration you'd apply when choosing co-founders. Their impact can be that significant. When executed effectively, culture can catalyze the atmosphere of a burgeoning startup. It can boost morale and fuel a cyclical process where employees' intensified efforts lead to the business flourishing and attracting more customers. Part 3. Scaling up prematurely can be hazardous, but on the flip side, sluggish progress could strangle your venture. Imagine being in Tory Burch's shoes, brimming with anticipation to launch her retail outlet in New York City during Fashion Week. She was geared with customers, a brand new vibrant clothing collection, support from family and friends, and media coverage. Yet there was a hitch. The bright orange, custom-designed door she'd ordered for her store was nowhere to be seen. Faced with a conundrum, she had to decide. Should she postpone the launch until every aspect was flawless, or should she brave the wave of incoming crowds through an open doorway? Birch opted for the latter. The day turned out to be a stellar success, a harbinger of the accolades her brand would subsequently receive. The crucial takeaway is this. Scaling up prematurely can be hazardous, but on the flip side, sluggish progress could strangle your venture. Deciding the ideal time to launch might be one of the most perplexing challenges an entrepreneur has to grapple with. If you plunge in too soon, you risk alienating potential customers with a half-baked, lackluster product that didn't have the time to realize its full potential. However, if you delay too long, the momentum falters, leading potential customers astray and granting competitors the opportunity to outpace you. Bear in mind, business doesn't exist in a static landscape. It is fluid, shifting every moment. A competent leader keeps a vigilant watch on these transformations to discern when to hold back and when to strike. The virtuosos in this domain manage to strike with such swiftness that they attain escape velocity, leaving rivals trailing in their wake. Peter Thiel, the founder of PayPal, used an aggressive growth strategy of offering his initial customers $10 for referrals. Although Thiel's tactic bore fruit, such rapid expansion can be accompanied by a hefty price tag and a potentially chaotic aftermath. In the euphoria of initial triumphs, you seldom consider the aftermath. Chances are, you'll wake up to significant challenges, but allow them to rage. As a young and dynamic entity, you have the advantage of agility. Indecision and inaction will only sap your momentum. However, remember that not all challenges deserve equal attention. Prioritize the ones that demand your immediate attention. Issues involving the core product or company culture should take precedence over, for instance, an office refurbishment. If you find yourself up against a significant problem immediately after scaling up, ask yourself, can this issue potentially annihilate my venture? If the answer tilts towards yes, then hit the brakes and address the problem head on. Part 4. In the journey of scaling up, pay attention to your customers' actions rather than their words. Remember your English teacher advising you to show, not tell? This age-old wisdom can serve as a valuable guidepost when scaling up your startup. Take the example of Facebook. When Mark Zuckerberg initially developed the platform, it was exclusively for Harvard students. Upon announcing his plan to expand access to Yale, Princeton, and other schools, 
the initial users voiced their displeasure. Despite their vocal discontent, these users not only continued using Facebook, but also significantly contributed to its growth. What this tells us is that in the process of scaling up, you should respond to your customers' actions rather than what they verbalize. Consider Jennifer Hyman's observation regarding Jason W.'s designer line on her website, Rent the Runway. W.'s designs had gained popularity when Michelle Obama wore his clothes. But while customers expressed admiration for the designer, Hyman noticed they were not selecting his outfits from her site. The reason? Wu's designs weren't practical for their everyday needs. Armed with this insight, Hyman approached Wu, and the two collaborated to launch a more wearable and vastly profitable line for Rent the Runway titled Jason Wu Gray. Hyman's perceptive observations didn't stop there. She noticed that customers were holding on to rented outfits from Saturday night's cocktail parties until Monday morning, sometimes repurposing them for work with a stylish blazer. This pattern was costing her significantly in cleaning and repair expenses. However, it also unveiled an opportunity. Switching to a subscription model, Hyman enabled her customers to rent several outfits at once, allowing rotation and presto. Business growth surged. How can you discern what your customers are really doing? Many founders opt to conduct their own focus groups, which can lead to intriguing and lucrative insights. For instance, when Mariam Nafitsi of Minted, a custom stationery company, discovered that modern men are more actively involved in wedding planning. She began to incorporate designs that were less distinctly feminine into her collections. Observing and reacting to your customers' behaviors can yield exciting results. But what happens when you encounter a hurdle that appears to be insurmountable? We'll explore that in the following section. Part 5. When scaling up seems challenging, a well-timed pivot could lead to better opportunities. Imagine being in Ev Williams' shoes, just as he was about to launch Odeo, his podcast publishing platform. But then he receives news that his mammoth competitor, Apple, had ventured into the same domain. Recognizing the uphill battle that awaited Odeo, Williams decided it was time for a change. Instead of charging ahead, Williams called his team for a brainstorming session, a marathon event dedicated to innovating and developing a fresh product or solution. The result of this focused collaboration was a novel group texting platform built around status updates, which we now know as Twitter. So, the core insight here is, when scaling up becomes a struggle, pivot to uncover even better opportunities. Being nimble enough to pivot when circumstances demand can be a game-changing skill, not just in the startup world, but life in general. For failing products, a well-planned pivot can breathe life back into them. The global pandemic has offered companies, big and small, the chance to perfect this skill. Crisis times indeed offer a unique opportunity to make a company more adaptable and resilient. Consider Airbnb, which had to rethink survival strategies as the pandemic dealt a severe blow to global travel. Recognizing the shifting trend from conventional office spaces to home offices, Airbnb pivoted to offer long-term stays for individuals looking to relocate and work remotely. Additionally, they introduced unique experiences to enrich their offerings. Think virtual salsa lessons 
and tours of local attractions. For instance, a New Zealand-based Airbnb began offering a virtual tour of a local sheep farm. In some scenarios, your solution to a business problem might evolve into a standalone business idea. Toby Lutke, a snowboarder, was on a quest to sell his snowboards online, but couldn't find a suitable software solution to kickstart his venture. Tapping into his coding skills, Lutke created his own platform, and Shopify was born. Be it switching gears, swerving your strategy, or rebooting entirely, a timely pivot can be the fuel that propels a company forward. However, to truly harness the power of successful pivoting, you need an essential element, leadership. We'll delve into this in the next section. Part 6. Effective leadership is essential for scaling a business successfully. Consider Angela Arendt's leap from leading Burberry to helming Apple's retail division, a move that catapulted her from the world of fashion in England to tech in America. Suddenly, she was in charge of 70,000 employees. Arendt's recognized the urgent need to communicate her vision to the Apple workforce. But she also knew that lengthy emails wouldn't cut it with her young, tech-savvy team. So, she did what felt natural and genuine. She filmed a three-minute iPhone video that was authentic to the core, even including an unexpected phone call from her daughter. This approach struck a chord with the team, and Arendt's made it a practice to record such videos weekly, regardless of her location, for the next four years. And herein lies an essential lesson. You need effective leadership to successfully scale a company. When your business scales, the landscape changes dramatically. It feels as if you've stepped into a larger organization, much like Arendt's shift from Burberry to Apple. Amid these seismic shifts, it's crucial to keep your team inspired by maintaining a steady rhythm of purpose and motivation. Achieving this requires compassion, wisdom, and a clear vision. As a leader, you need to be open to listening, learning, and accepting advice, even from those lower in the ranks. Embracing constructive criticism is key, and sometimes that could mean encouraging dissenting viewpoints. Consider the transformation MailChimp underwent. Founder Ben Chestnut noted that startups are akin to pirate ships, free-spirited and wild. But as they scale, there's a necessary cultural shift. Startups transition into more structured entities, much like a navy, bringing in rules, accountability, and codes of conduct. When building her team, Marissa Meyer, who was Google's 20th employee, skipped hiring experienced MBAs. Instead, she brought on board bright 23-year-olds and entrusted them with vast responsibilities, like managing all of Gmail. Once they grew comfortable with their roles, she'd shift them to another division, challenging them to acquire new skills. This approach resulted not just in a versatile managerial team, but also led to a flood of innovative ideas, born out of the fusion of smart minds grappling with diverse tasks. Mayer's leadership style brought immense benefits for Google, and by extension, the world, as many of those employees ventured out to start their companies. Great leadership naturally dovetails into the final aspect of successful scaling, creating a positive impact. We'll delve into this in the next section. Part 7. The larger your organization, the greater your capacity to create a societal impact. Picture a young Howard Schultz 
witnessing his World War II veteran father, incapacitated by a work accident, struggle without any medical coverage or benefits. Fast forward to several years later, Schultz, now leading a fledgling coffee enterprise named Starbucks, vowed to build a company that prioritized its employees over profits. Starbucks became the first American company to provide comprehensive health insurance to all employees, including part-timers. This decision wasn't driven by financial gains, but by a mission deeply rooted in Schultz's childhood experiences. This brings us to a pivotal insight. As your business scales up, so does your capacity to affect positive change in society. The larger your business grows, the wider its sphere of influence extends. You have the potential to reshape entire communities and regions. Plus, the positive impact you make has a way of coming back to benefit you. When Schultz wanted to expand Starbucks in China, he faced high employee turnover due to the low-status stigma attached to the barista job. To address this, Schultz arranged for parents from far-flung areas to visit Starbucks outlets and understand their operations. This effort not only fostered a happier workforce, but significantly reduced turnover. Sometimes, scaling your venture empowers you to cater to societal needs. Take Franklin Leonard, who once read scripts for Leonardo DiCaprio's production company, Appian Way. Frustrated by the limited number of scripts that made it to the silver screen, Leonard anonymously solicited high-quality overlooked scripts and released the list. Although this action cost him his job, his now-renowned Black List has since become a lifeline for independent filmmakers. Successful entrepreneurs can leverage the scaling of their businesses to carry out exponential good deeds. Robert D. Smith, CEO of Vista Equity Partners, credits his success to a newly desegregated Denver that allowed him access to better education. Decades later, in 2019, Smith stood at the podium to deliver a commencement speech at Morehouse, a historically black college. After his speech, he announced that he would cover the student debt of every graduate. His business scaling journey had come full circle, enabling him to uplift the lives of hundreds of graduates in return. Final summary. The fundamental takeaway here is this. Scaling can be an exhilarating yet daunting phase in the life cycle of a budding company. With intentional cultivation of a positive culture and inspiring leadership at the helm, a startup can grow beyond just promise and potential. It can become a name known and loved across households. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.